Hey everyone, so welcome to The Truth with Mel. This is your host, Mel. Um, so the topic for this week is community versus individualism. Now, for those of y'all that don't know, um, basically where I get these topics from is, um, I basically just, I have a, a shitload of topics that I want to talk about. Um, so I basically just write it down whenever I think about it. Um, you know, fold it up. I write it down a little piece of paper, fold it up. Um, and I throw it into my truth jar. Um, and every week on Instagram, usually I just, um, you know, randomly pick a topic and, so this week, um, this was the topic that I picked. Um, and, and by the way, um, speaking of Instagram, um, the podcast, uh, now has its own Instagram page, uh, the truth with Mel podcast. Um, I would, I'll tag it. Um, it is tagged on my personal Instagram page. So, um, but let's get right to it. Um. Before I start, um, I just wanted to talk about something really quick. Um, you know, the other day I Googled, what are the chances of you being born? And the answer that Google gave me was about one in 400 trillion. And when I saw that, I just started to think of how many people I know, including myself, that came into this world and we weren't planned for, you know, we, our parents, they didn't, uh, I guess in the traditional sense, plan for us. Um, but, you know, shit happens and we ended up being here. And it's like, if that is the case, if that's true, um, the chances of you being born is one in 400 trillion. Why do we treat life um, like, like it's so, what's the word? Like not insignificant, I guess like how, like we take life for granted um, and how we, treat ourselves and how we treat others you know we don't I don't feel as though we value life as much as we should and especially if the chances of you being born is one in 400 trillion it's like I think we we don't we near we don't put nearly as much um value into life if that is the case um, so that's just basically, that's definitely something to think about, but, um, back, uh, let's get back into this topic. Um, so community versus individualism. I would say that I definitely see how American culture is very, um, has a very individualist type attitude. American culture is very self-interest, is very winner-take-all, is very survival of the fittest. Um, I feel like we basically are taught to compete and compare um, 
with one another. Um, like even, even when it comes to the sexes, um, you know, it's always, there's always this, you know, notion that, you know, at the end of the day, men only want one thing and, you know, women only want money. So it's like, it's it's like, we only, we only want from others just what, uh, we could, what we could have for ourselves. Like, like, you know, I only want from you what you could give me. Um, that attitude, I feel like it has been really embedded in our society. And even, um, even if you don't choose to be that way, sometimes it could come out. Um, just because, you know, it's just the culture and it's, it's probably just something that we're just so used to. And like the attitude of just like, even um, when we do get taken advantage of, or we do get hurt, or we feel like we've been suckered, um, we automatically go to, um, we automatically put up this defense where it's just, you know, um, I have this wall and, and nobody else is going to hurt me and I don't need anybody else. I, I could do bad all by myself type attitude. And it's like, you know, why do we treat the entire, why do we treat the entire human race based off of just like, you know, one experience or two experiences or, you know, even three or four or five, you know, at the end of the day, if it keeps happening to you, maybe um, there's something that, you know, that you should look at within yourself. Um, But yeah, like, I definitely see American society as being extremely, um, but not just American society. Um, I would say that uh, a lot of people in general tend to be very judgmental, um, judgmental in how, how people, um, whether you're a man or a woman or whether, um, the age that you are or where you come from. Basically, everybody just has this idea of how we're all supposed to look and how we're all supposed to sound and how we're all supposed to conduct ourselves, what we're all supposed to do with our lives. Everything has to have, um, everything has to have a certain like time frame. It has to be done this way. And if it's not done a certain way, you get judged for it. You get looked at differently. Um, if you go against the grain a lot of times, you know. So like, and we, we definitely live in, in a society where, um, uh, especially now with social media, how much we compare ourselves to others. Like, I know I do it all the time. And as much as I try not to, it it, it so often comes up and, um, you know, and I know that, um, like I said, so many of us probably try to, to, tr- to try to avoid that kind of thinking, but, um, we do have, like, we definitely compare ourselves or we compare others, um, or how, like, you know, to this idea of how we think that others should be or how you're supposed to be, um, and if you don't fit into that kind of mindset, um, you know, we we basically just uh, tend to just not deal with our neighbors or our brothers or our sisters. Um, if they don't fit into, I guess, a certain ideal that uh, 
that maybe we just make up in our minds. Um, you know, speaking of which is like, you know, when it comes to canceling in a society, like basically how shit is right now, because we're, we're living in a really polarizing time and you know i was listening to a podcast um today and it was talking about how you know and it was talking about how our society has become so polarized it's like you know and you know they they talk about how um how people like if they'll survey and you know they'll they'll have a serious problem if like if their son or daughter uh is marrying somebody of the opposite uh political party and it's like and I started to think to myself like if I had a son or a daughter or even somebody close to me um who gets involved with somebody who's a Trump supporter um or like a but I'm talking about like a die hard you know Trump supporter and like all types of sh like you know real into that you know right wing mentality like I would have a serious problem with that so it's like I see how I see how we definitely get caught up in that um and you know a lot of us will probably look at a situation like that and just end up just canceling that person um the cancel culture um I mean the right wing basically takes that and runs with it cancel culture is necessary for certain um for certain events I would definitely say I mean like when it came to R. Kelly Bill Cosby Harvey Weinstein Jeffrey Epstein like, you know, these situations are extreme and absolutely these people needed to get canceled. But when you start canceling people like Kevin Hart, <laughs> because he tweeted something back in 2010 or 2011, um, that was anti, uh, LGBTQ, you know, I understand where I understand, um, actually, no, I'm not going to say that I understand it. Um, because no, I don't think that was necessary. I don't think we, we should cancel each other. Um, because, because the situations like that, you know, um, at the end of the day, I want us all to remember that, um, you know, we are all brought up in our own worlds, our own circumstances, and our own perspectives. And if somebody is trying to ask questions, if somebody has a certain mind frame, um, you don't necessarily have to cancel that person right off the bat. Um, I've always said that communicating with one another and try to listen to one another and hear one another is something that is really crucial, especially during a time, especially during these times when, when our culture and our society is so polarized because we're, you know, each side is 100% convinced that they're on the right side and that the other side is the enemy. Um, 
And that kind of thinking, I mean, like, we see how this kind of thinking uh, is pulling us apart during a time where we need to be coming together the most, you know? Um, and we're not doing ourselves any favors by doing this. Canceling somebody out of your life because that person has racist views or or that person just doesn't have the same views that you do. It may um, soothe you just in the fact that you don't have to deal with having to speak to that person or having to deal with getting frustrated trying to explain, um, you know, certain things that you feel as though is common sense to somebody um, and just having to go through the motions that this person is just not getting it and they just don't understand you and they're just but this, but that, but that. And I could definitely see where we could get frustrated um, and where we could jump the gun and just cancel and just cancel this person um, because they don't have the same views as us. But um, I mean, like, of course, I'm talking about, um, I'm talking about somebody, uh, maybe that you have some kind of relationship with or somebody who's at least semi close to you, you know, somebody that, you know, um, to have these kind of conversations just to reach out. Um, like, I mean, like by all means, I'm not saying for anybody to be, um, you know, to go out and, you know, and constantly get frustrated and, you know, try to change people's minds. Cause at the end of the day, like you might not change anybody's mind. You might have the same, um, intelligent and meaningful conversation with 20 different people. And, and you may not change none of those minds, you know, but as far as, you know, just, um, just pulling out, altogether and not even trying um I think that that's where we make our mistakes we don't even give the other person a chance to hear us um as long as you say your piece I feel like um you did your part that's at least that's how I look at it when you know whenever I try to have um, these conversations and and they're never really um, and they're never of course easy but um, at least I did my piece and you know usually when I feel like I'm getting frustrated I kind of just pull myself out but anyways um, back to the topic so yeah basically like I feel like our culture and our society can be very, um, uh, has very much that individualist type attitude. But, um, I mean, like, because it's so embedded in our society, um, it kind of, because it doesn't just come from people. It comes from our culture uh, we're taught to be this way. We're taught to um, compete with one another um, when we're in school. It's like, you know, um, I actually learned the other day that in Japan, um, 
Japanese students, um, they basically teach uh, a Japanese student that, um, how can I say this? It's like they, they teach the children to take responsibility for the entire class rather than for themselves. So they're basically responsible for the whole rather than themselves. Um, and I don't feel as though like we ever, we don't ever really, um, like ever, we don't get that out here, <laughs> you know, um, we definitely don't, um, I feel like we're, we're definitely taught more to just like to compete. Like, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we have this, um, we have this narrative in society It's like, you know, you have to be the best because there's so many people out there and, you know, you, you want to try to have the best education and the best skills to get the best job. Um, and you're competing against all these other people, um, that went to, you know, all these expensive colleges and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So there's definitely, um, I feel like as though that kind of idea, like um, the idea of survival of the fittest is definitely something that's um, very American inbred. Like, you know, um, even the fact that uh, America at its beginning um, with the Native American genocide, you know, it was kind of always a story that it was just like, well, you know, the Europeans were stronger than them and it was just survival of the fittest, you know, but it's like, oh, history is so much more complicated than um, the uh, history and the truth itself is so much more complicated than how so many of us um, like to simplify it, you know, at the end of the day, like, no, the Europeans did not conquer, um, Native Americans because they were stronger. Um, it was a lot of shit into play, um, that led to all this, to, that led to the, you know, colonial, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Colonialism, colonialism, <laughs> Um, and imperialism and basically, um, Europeans conquering damn near the entire fucking globe. Um, so we definitely have to, um, we definitely have to think about how, because this idea is so embedded into American culture, um, we have to think about not only where it comes from, but how it's still like how it affects us, you know, not just, you know, us um, in the, I guess, in the, in the uh, individual sense, but how it affects us as a whole, how it affects our communities and how our tax dollars are distributed um, throughout institutions that a lot of times tend to do more harm than good. Um, nobody likes paying taxes. 
And the reason why we don't, I feel like, I mean, like nobody likes paying taxes, but I feel like the reason why people like hate it more is because they don't see where their tax dollars are helping them. You know, like we pay all this money in taxes. There's still crime. Um, that we all that, you know, a lot of us in our communities have to deal with it. Um, not only do we have to deal with crime, but we have to deal with, uh, we have to deal with our communities being flooded with police. A lot of times with police officers that do not respect us or our humanity. Um, there's always fucking constructions on our highways on our streets it's like when the fuck is all this stuff supposed to finish you know what i'm saying and it's like these things be under construction for years and years and it's like our infrastructure is bullshit um i know that the mta is privatized and that's not really our tax dollars but you know it's like we even like we could even like throw that in there. The fact that our trains, our transportations is bullshit. Um, you know, uh, we have it, we have so many issues when it comes to our public education, um, especially during a pandemic. I mean, shit. When this whole thing started, like, how many of our hospitals and and our nurses like didn't have enough equipment? Um, they didn't have like you know even the personal protective gear that they needed, you know, to help them through uh, a pandemic, like, you know, but look at where, but then look at our military, you know, our, our police departments. Um, when they was out here shouting to defund the police and our mayor, Mayor de Blasio, um, said that he was gonna, he was gonna take out some funds um from the police budget and the new york city police budget was six billion dollars uh i don't know how much it is this year but that's how much it was um when mayor de blasio was talking about defunding it the police budget was six billion with a b six billion dollars of taxpayer money and he he diverted 150 million I think, or 500 million. I think I'm, wait. Actually, I think I'm lying. I think it was only 500,000. Now I can't remember. But anyway, it was honestly, it was an an amount that I honestly didn't feel like it was enough. I think it was 500,000 actually. Um, But whatever. Like, it was just, it wasn't, enough it was just like what are you doing you know um and like when it comes to and we know that uh so many programs and so many institutions that are actually there to help people and to help the most vulnerable are underfunded so it's like when it comes to paying taxes if we lived in a community we would actually um we would actually have no issues paying taxes if our tax dollars well at least for me 
if my tax dollars were actually going to people, to vulnerable people that needed it, I don't think I would have a problem. But then again, our politics kind of weaponize that in a sense where a lot of politicians like to um, basically demonize uh, poverty by saying, well, these people are sitting there and they're not doing anything, but they're, but they're getting your money. The taxes that you're paying for, they're just sitting around and collecting it. And I'm just like, you know, and that's, and that's something that's, you know, that shit is like embedded in our politics. Um, and that shit has been the rhetoric for, for years. And I've heard, and I've heard dozens of people say something along the lines of, you know, well, like, you know, I got to pay taxes. Um, I have to work and pay taxes and you just get to sit around like, no, I have a serious problem with that or whatever, whatever. And it's like, you know, we get mad because a few, like a few number of people are perhaps taking advantage of the system. And it's like, why are we so upset that just a few people take advantage of the system when, when you think about it, the people that are quote unquote taking advantage of the system are poor. When poor people take advantage of the system, they're doing that shit to survive. If any one of us knows somebody um, that is taking advantage or um or is receiving something that maybe they don't really qualify for even when it comes to like these stimulus checks um there's people that make a decent amount of money and they don't really need that that little 1400 or that little 600 that they sent us um you know but they received it and it's just like why are we so upset at this at you know at these people just getting a break because that's really all the fuck it is it's just a break you know because we all know that life is fucking hard especially when you're poor and um and living in a society that is constantly diverting resources away from our communities um and giving the rich and the powerful everything Thing that they want and they are pretty much allowed to get away with everything it's like I feel like we're um we're definitely mad at the wrong people so when it comes to taxes the fact that we think of it that way that our money is going to help vulnerable people and we're and we get upset about it um is definitely something that um I feel like society really needs to look at. Um, like imagine, uh, well, definitely the way that the, sac- the the way that the tax system is right now, I could definitely understand why people are so upset. Because you know, at the end of the day, our taxes is really going to a lot of shit that we really, you know, that we have no interest in, no control over. It's not benefiting us. It's benefiting. Um, other people um that at the end of the day a lot of us feel like don't need it um but imagine if we did uh if we were able to 
you know, reform it um, and rethink about how we invest in communities. Think about how think about how much better our society would be if we really invest in our education and our public schools and we really invest in um, our communities and, you know, the fact that so many of us um, slip through the cracks is like, I think back, um, you know, when American society, when, you know, when this when this country was formed and it was called America and how it started with slavery and the, um, and the oppressive nature of the poor and women. And it's like, you think back how many people, how many brilliant minds did we suppress, um, throughout, um, not just American history, throughout human history, how many minds, how many brilliant people did we not give any value to because they were born into poverty, because they were born looking a certain way or born to a certain kind of religion or, you know, whatever. And because of this person's circumstances, we gave this person no value and they weren't able to, and they were never able to blossom or flourish. And, you know, think about, and to this day, we do this to this day, you know, um, how many, like how many minds, how many brilliant minds do we just completely overlook and these, and are never given, um, the right resources and are not are never given the right um tools and support for them to maybe do something that you know would help all of us invent something or become something that helps the entire society there are people that change the world one person I know that it, I mean, like in reality, the truth, one person doesn't change the world. Like one person, but one person can have a serious impact. You know what I'm saying? It's like, um, at the end of the day, um, the people that we recognize who have in our minds changed the world didn't do it by themselves. Um, but they, that person themselves has had a a serious impact in our society and it's just like imagine and 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 a lot of those people mind you um I, I would pretty much say that their lives were cut short so imagine if these people were actually able to live their full lives um and imagine how many people just like this person that you have in your mind um that changed the world like imagine how many people um out there could do the same thing or do or do it or do it even better. And at the end of the day, we don't invest in people. We don't invest in people. Um, or we don't invest in all people, I should say. Um, when we absolutely should, because 
Um, where you come from is a part of you, but it should not define your entire life, even though it does, um, you know, so many times. Uh, so I've always thought that when it comes to our economics and our policies, um, here in America, is like we definitely need to think about investing in education, you know, and educating our children. And even like the education that we have in schools today, I mean, like, we know damn well that that shit needs a fucking overhauling. Like, so much shit is taught in schools that it's like we don't fucking need. It needs to, like, there's, and we need to, we need to do better about, for our kids. We really do. Um, the fact that like during this pandemic, you know, um, this whole, like the situation with the schools, people couldn't get it right. They couldn't, um, they couldn't decide whether to keep it open, whether to keep it closed. Children didn't have access to computers, to internet. It's like, and all these children are being left behind, you know, and it's like, there was nothing, um, the fact that uh that this went down you know i'm pr- i really hope that a lot of people did see um the despair and did see how um like you know how fucked up our systems are and you know what we really should do to change it i want us all to remember something um The rich taking advantage of the poor is not something new. It is something that is has played out throughout history over and over and over again. And it's like once you hear that story, it's like it's almost like you've heard them. It's almost like you hear them all. And what's happening in our society is basically that um, American society, like I mentioned earlier, has basically been polarized. Um, And we're being driven apart. We're being separated by our are by our ideas, our, um, you know, our perspectives. And this isn't helping us. Canceling the other side is not helping us. The people that are benefiting the most, and I know y'all see it because y'all see the numbers, um, are the rich, the elites. How many jobs have been lost since the pandemic? Millions. How many businesses have closed down since the pandemic? Millions. Like, our economy is fucked up, and it's going to remain that way. But then when you hear shit like, you know, Jeff Bezos reaching 
a trillion dollars in net worth. Um, Elon Musk, same shit. It's like, so the elites were able to, you know, double their money, triple their money. And the rest of us are slipping further and further and further into poverty. I'm not saying that the rich are totally responsible for the way that our society is right now, but they are taking full advantage of the fact that nobody is really paying attention or maybe they are, but you know, we may just be too busy fighting each other rather than paying attention to what the top is doing. And not only what the top is doing, but who are who are the people protecting them? You know, because the people protecting them are also benefiting from the polarization and from um, everything that's going on in our society right now. And that's something that I want us all to consider, you know, um, when we're trying to build a community. Um, we need to start valuing each other like, like maybe um, the fact that the person that you love literally had a one in 400 trillion chance even being born. <laughs> so it's like, I feel like we need, we, we need to start valuing, valuing each other. Um, imagine a society that valued I mean, like, I feel like we definitely value teachers. We value um, uh, doctors. At least we say we do. But then it's like, you know, think like, look at the budget. Look at the school budget. Look at how teachers are paid. The fact that if you're a teacher, I mean, like, I've always thought that if you go to college and you get a job, that should be it. There should not be a reason unless you just really, really like to work. I don't know. But there shouldn't be a reason why you have to take multiple jobs or um, you can't afford to live on your own. If you have a college degree and you have a, a job because of that degree and so many and I've heard of so many teachers, even professors like, you know, and in. In my mind, correct me if I'm wrong, when you're a college professor, you make more money. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it, and you hear about how um, how little they get paid and how and how much like, you know, and how much they have to do just to make ends meet. But then look at how much money we pour into our military. Look at how much money we pour into our police budgets, um, you know, and it's just like. 
you know, we may say that we value teachers and doctors, um, especially now, um, you know, when we need them or we realize how important they are. But unless you're willing to show that shit with your money, you know, you really ain't doing anything, you know. Um, so it's like imagine a world where like, you know, where we put more value into um, into the people that are supposed to educate us and nurture us. And, um, you know, and imagine if we invest in, um, mental health services and, you know, we actually, we actually, um, like imagine if I could call my job and say that I need to stay home because I need a mental health day. I'm pretty sure that a lot of us, if we call our bosses and tell them that we might just get fired and how many of us really, really have gone through a day where we're just like, Oh my God, I don't fucking want to deal. How many of us? And I know that <laughs> I know that uh, a lot of us will probably say that that's every day, but we all know that there's, there, there are days where we just cannot. And on those days, I really feel like, you know, I feel like that's really your mind and your body telling you that you need to rest. You need to rest today. You know, um, but we don't value our mental health. You know, uh, like we basically, our society convinces us that we need to um, work our asses off for the next person so that we could you know, one day become important or one day become successful. And it's like, I feel like we just put way too much value or way too much, um, I guess, uh, time and thought or energy, I guess, into that kind of thinking when really um, we should, um, really we should maybe listen to um ourselves listen to our bodies and our minds when we need that break and really focus on that and take it um so as i come to a close on my little rant um i just want us all to try to imagine you know try to imagine us living in a world where we all put value in in one another in our lives in um we all look out for one another we we keep our dollars in our community um you know if we don't do anything if you don't take anything from this episode shit support small businesses in in your community um, that shit is so important. And this is like, I know that so many of us, um, like so many of us do it. And sometimes like some of us do it, you know, with good intentions and, uh, we may end up getting a little frustrated at like, you know, just maybe that experience just didn't turn out the way we wanted it. Um, maybe, uh, we gave somebody our business, um, 
and that small business in turn didn't really give you the results that you were kind of expecting that maybe a large corporation um you may not have gone through but i mean like you know i don't think that we should take those experiences and run with it you know at the end of the day i i know that we all have had a frustrating experience with a large corporation um but at the end of the day we don't stop giving these people our money you know we might get frustrated for a little while but we'll be right back so it's like imagine if we treated our local businesses that way you know um and allow them to flourish and imagine if we um if we just treated each other with more respect and just allow people to just be themselves you know allow people to um explore themselves and um you know flourish just and blossom and you know and just let them discover themselves and not be ashamed of being who they are um you know cuz so many of us um like to like i said so many of us and i've been guilty of it too we have an idea of what something is supposed to be like and if it's not that way it's we it automatically gets like a negative judgment so it's like i want us all to definitely be more mindful of you know when we do things like that and how we judge others and how we look at them and you know basically think about just think about generosity think about compassion over self-interest over superiority over personal ambition and that's it that's my show so tune in for the next one um let you know what the topic is see ya